Hello everyone and welcome to episode 68 of the Average Joe's MMA show. David Van Boglen here all by himself for the most part. No Jeff Shanahan, no Ryan Dempsey. They're off this week. Needed a break and Ryan needed some family time. But I called in the Justice League. I called in the Super Friends. I called in all the guys that I need to make this thing work with me tonight. Kyle from Loudmouth MMA, Loudmouth Boxing, Loudmouth Wrestling, the entire Loudmouth Network. Kyle's with us tonight. Kyle, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Who am I in that Justice League scenario? Well, there's a lot of Green Lanterns. You wear a lot of hats and a lot of different uh, Nick Cage podcasts, all these different podcasts. So I'm going to say Green Lantern. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay. I'll allow it. Really, really, I'm just allowing it because I'd like to think that I'm as, as attractive, charming, and funny as Brian Rivers. Oh, more so. Definitely more so. Right. Right. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. This is a this is a first for us in the average shows MMA show. I've never been without both of them before. You know, Ryan and I have done a show together. Jeff and I have done 30 shows plus together, uh, but it's never been just me. So when I sat down and thought about it, I was like, you know what? I can sit here and talk for a couple hours, or I can call the guys. And I thought, no better way than to get everyone else on board than uh, than now. So I thought it'd be oh, fun. Oh yeah, and I will say that like there are certain podcasts that. Um, you know the Lone Ranger aspect works. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Bill Burr. Oh God, comes yeah. To mind. That that works. That just that is that that is his persona. Yeah. Just a an a, a, an angry uncle sitting in front of a microphone. <laughs> you know, just yeah. yelling about everything that's ever happened. Um, I think okay. He, he generally will do a lot of his podcast alone on Landmouth Wrestling. I think he does a very good job at it. He does a phenomenal the, job. He does, and it, it's difficult. And, and I would say, for the most part, it's not for everybody. And I've heard people who do stuff alone that uh, I don't necessarily think uh, works very well. So, because man, here's the thing: people tend to listen to podcasts in isolation. And when you're listening to something in isolation, generally, you don't want to listen to somebody else in isolation, <laughs> right? It's just it's like a psyche thing, right? So, I, I would say that that is part of it. That is part of it. Yeah, we pitched a while back. I pitched an idea as uh, for Ryan, Jeff, and I. I said, "What if we did a little project?" Because I'm always pitching a little project. That's how the Not a Podcast podcast came about, and other stuff came about. I pitched this idea to him. I said, "What if we'd all did a solo thing, just one solo thing, where we sat down and just did like a bio uh, biography of ourselves or whatever we wanted?" And it's a lot harder than people think it is to sit down and just talk about something for an hour or so by yourself with Very. with nobody else there to, to key off from, no teammate, no no one to you know to help you with when you're struggling. So it was it, it ended up getting scrapped because it was like, man, we can't really. This is a lot harder, and I don't think anyone's going to pay attention because it's just a one person rambling on and on and on. There's there's no interest there. You'll you'll die. You'll lose the crowd after ten minutes tops. So yeah, it's it's not easy for anybody to do. But, but being, you know, like I said, some people can pull it off. I don't know how and LK does great because I'm I'm such a wrestling fan and, and I've grown so tired of of corporate wrestling. The, you know the WWE stuff and and say, he's got the same attitude. So I get a lot of inside stuff from him 
so that I can go and I don't have to go hunting for it. He kind of breaks down and, and directs me in the right spot of the things that I'm looking for so I can jump in and say, oh, that New Japan card's really good thanks to him or this, you know, this card's really good and I get it thanks to him. So he's done a lot for me to help me find some good stuff out there without having to sift through all the other corporate garbage. I can just go and find the good stuff. He's done a real good job. I've, I've made his, his stuff one of my go-tos to watch for pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, bringing him on with no-brainer. I mean, just the absolute no, because he was doing stuff before. I don't know if you're aware, but he was on a network called the Coco Sports Network. I wasn't aware. And, uh, you know, yeah, and they, and they weren't really uh, they weren't really helping him out very much. And I mean, I wish I could help him out more. And the, the problem is, is I am unbelievably busy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm any busier than other people who are busy. You know what I mean? I think if you're busy, you're just busy. Yeah, but, sure. I mean, I'm just, I'm so busy and I know that I fall short in certain areas. And I think one of the areas I'm falling short in is not helping lift him up more. So that's just something I, it's, you know, that's on my mind. And if he's for listening to this, he doesn't generally listen to MMA stuff, but Mm -hmm. if he's listening to this, I'm okay. I'm aware. I need to help you out more, man. Squeaky wheel, squeaky wheel, brother. Yep. You know, if he's yep. if he's smooth, running on smooth, man, and you have other areas that are that are starting to suffer, the obviously they're going to get the attention first. And like I said, you wear so many hats, and you know, we appreciate you coming on here. You know, knowing how busy you are, giving us some time to oh, to break listen, some stuff I'm down shopping, here. I'm shopping at Kroger right now, so just FYI, <laughs> if you if you hear if you hear a little bit of background noise, it's because I'm shopping at Kroger. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Let's uh. Let's let's talk about some fights this weekend. Some, some uh, we have a card in Singapore, I believe. And uh, uh, there hasn't been many cards in Singapore. It's kind of a it's fairly new market for the UFC. Um, uh, it's because it, it's because in order to do it, you'd have to air it on Fight Pass. Yeah. I mean, so you don't want to you don't you don't necessarily want to go after new markets where you're pigeonholing yourself into only because you couldn't air a four o'clock. You you'd either have to do a Bellator does right, which would be to uh, t- it would be a tape delay, but if the UFC tape delay, you have people revolting in the streets. There's no uh, way UFC is going to do that. Fans. No, UFC is not going to do that. Everybody. You know, there's yeah. no way. There's no way. So you know, it's it's an eight. It's eight a.m. for us uh, Eastern. So we're talking what, five a.m. for California. Yeah, I mean that's just crazy. Although I will say, so the main card kicks off at four a.m. Uh, the main card kicks off at 4 a.m. Eastern. 1 uh, a.m. I would rather watch the card at 1 a.m. The, the, the prelims. California. The prelims kick off 4:45. The main card kicks off at 8 a.m. Uh, no, at 8 a.m. is for the main. I wasn't sure. I thought the prelims were at four. Okay. But, so yeah. So four. But regardless, 4:45 a.m. You know, that's 1:45 a.m. Mm-hmm. in um, California, yeah. which is so much more reasonable to me. Oh yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. I would rather just stay up. I'd rather just stay up and just watch it, but I'm not going to stay up to watch something at 4:45 in the morning. It's not making sense. Not at all, not at all. So yeah, it has to be done on Fight Pass. But I mean, it's it's not a market that they're going to be traveling to like once every other month. This is a once a year, once every two years kind of deal. But it's smart. It is. It is. It's still a new market. It's still new money. Um, going there once will bring eyes to a, a television product and. And pay-per-view product and so many more products. So it's it's smart to to touch over there. And it's not like they're sacrificing extremely high-level talent. I mean, they're bringing over some names, but some of them are you know 
either quite a bit past their prime and just need a payday and some guys are just breaking in and, and need a, a new avenue and a new spot to, to get going. So it's it's not like we're getting a, a, a star-studded 202 card or something. Well, and I, and I don't want to I don't want to sound like the when I'm going to anyway. I don't want to sound like the thousand person who said this, but this main event. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> almost like it's almost like the UFC. It's almost like the UFC woke up one day and just went, you know what? We really hate people. We really hate hardcore fans of, U- of the UFC. <laughs> so let's let's stick our middle fingers up as high as we possibly can. And give them this bullshit fight because we know that since they're a hardcore fan, they're gonna watch it. Yeah. So this this is our way of saying, hey, screw you. Well, let's let's break down this uh, or preview this main this this main event fight. The number five ranked Holly Holm takes on the number eleven ranked Betch Koyea in a battle of one thirty five pounders in the women's bantamweight division. Holly Holm on a three fight slide, I believe. And still ranked number five. Yeah, what's I, I don't see what's going on there. Betch is uh, her last fight was a, a majority draw, but before that she's one and two in her last three fights. So the one win was a was a close split. So she's not exactly burning up the charts either, right? So yeah. we got two fighters who are basically on skids and declines with. Who's, who has one win between them? One win in the last seven fights. God. Ah, this is the main I event. Wow. This is all they could come up with. This is the best they could do for the main event in Singapore with all the the fighters available. This this is bad. This is bad news. I see. That's what I'm saying. I think they could have done better. I literally think this is their fucking defense. Like, I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. What, yeah. what else could it possibly be? I don't what, know. What else could it possibly be other than them just saying, like, like you know what, guys? You, like, you guys make our – hardcore fans make our lives a living hell. So we're going we're gonna, to you know, take this. Right. You know? I just, like – I mean, either way, we don't want to spend too much time talking on it just because no. everybody else is. And I get it. It's annoying to hear everybody Absolutely. say the same thing. But it's just – but at the same time, it's like, listen – the reason why everybody keeps saying it is because it's so mind-boggling. That is ridiculous. So I don't get it. I don't. I don't well, understand listen, it. Keith, Keith will come on when when Keith comes on, uh-huh. and if you, you if you complain about the main event, here's what Keith will do. He'll he'll mention I don't even know what fight it was, but he'll say, "Well, this isn't the worst main event in history." And then he'll go through <laughs> some fight that happened in 2003 or 2002 or whatever, and he'll say, "No, this is the worst fight." But but no, and, and he's right. But here's what you tell him. Yeah, but it's 2017. Yeah. Why? And, and the UFC has just sold for four and a half billion dollars. Yeah. You lose. You lose your right to put on these types of main events once you've done that. Right. And that's you know, that. Two thousand was still the dark ages. Maybe still the dark ages of the UFC. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. But it's not the dark ages. Yeah, and that's the, besides that fight may have been the worst. And that's done and over with. This is upcoming. They can change the future. They can't change yes. the past. You can't change so, the past, you can change the future. We don't, we, right. So those those kind of arguments always get me and say that one was the worst. Yeah, great, that one was the worst. We're looking forward, though. Let that one stay the worst. We're not trying to, to compete with the worst here. We're trying to be better. <laughs> exactly. You know, competition yeah. against right. the worst is, is this just doesn't make sense to me. So. It's a bad competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but in this fight, this is, 
this this fight it's there Let's may be an actual prediction. Yeah, well, let's let's just break it down. Let's just let's just try to figure out what's going to end. It's probably going to be um, point punching and, and, and from Holly and, and Betch is going to probably try to headhunt, right? Yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah, I think I think Holly gets it done in the distance here. Yeah. Um, and I think if she beats Betch Kohea in three seconds, I'm not going to care. Yeah. So if, if she if she goes in there and she beats her in three seconds, I'm gonna go great. She's terrible. It's over. Cool. Yeah. And, and I'm I don't I don't Holly care. Holm is still Holly Holm is still the, one of the worst fighters in the UFC. Uh, the most one. Listen, Holly Holm. Holly Holm is one of the most one dimensional fighters that we have. Yet she lost to GDR in the only dimension that she is remotely good at. Which is striking, right? But it's because not only is she one-dimensional in striking, she's one-dimensional as her type of striking, which is exclusively counterpunching. I mean, you couldn't find someone who's more one-dimensional. Connor is not that one-dimensional. You know, nobody is. No. Nobody is that one-dimensional. No. You know? Even when she leads, Holly is punch, punch, kick. That's it. That's her move. That's it. Pop, pop, yeah, kick. Man. Pop, pop, kick. Pop, pop, kick. But, that's that's what she's got. All that said, she should she should be able to finish Kohei here because Kohei is. I mean, if you had to build an opponent from, you know, the ashes of a phoenix to give to Holly Holm, this is the opponent that you would give her. Yeah, absolutely. You know, somebody who is somebody who is dumb, <laughs> quite literally. Yes. Like somebody who is just, somebody who is unintelligent, both, I think, in real life and in fighting. Flight IQ. Somebody who, um, somebody who is not going to change their game plan just because they are, you know playing off of your strength you're right. someone that's going to headhunt yep. i mean all of those things she's 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 going to play right into holly home hand exactly and holly home she honestly should be able to get the finish here which is makes me sick to my stomach this is exact that's, that's how i see it going down i don't know why I, I stopped picking rounds a long time ago because you know i i don't know um Whatever round it happens, it happens. But I think Holly's just gonna she's gonna continue to to do that pop 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 until Betch charges into headhunt, and then Holly's gonna kick her in the head, and it's gonna be over with. That's just, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be something like that. That's easy. That neither one of them are gonna be particularly smart in their game plan. Neither one of them are gonna be particularly good. It's just gonna end up. It's gonna be a really sloppy, really boring fight, and it's gonna be full of mistakes and full of crap. And Betch is probably gonna go to sleep. So, and I'm and I'm okay with that. Well, it's awful. It's awful. The so, quicker, I mean, the better. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, it just ends quickly, and, and that's it. We just call it a day. Yeah. Yep. Let's just. Uh, that's that's good enough for this guy. They can you know whatever they want to do. The next, the co-main. The co-main is the aging Andre Arlovsky, number eight, against Marcin Tybura, number 13. Not, I mean, 15 and two, number 13, he's coming up. Um, uh, Andre Arlovsky still ranked number eight, even though he's, boy, I don't know how many fights Andre Arlovsky has left on his contract, but he's not getting any younger after. Hopefully it's one. You know, four losses in a row. Brother, you, ugh, I don't know, man. If you're if you're betting on this fight or you're playing DraftKings, here, here's my advice. Do you want my advice? Hear it. My, my advice is do not overthink this. <laughs> don't, don't overthink it. 
Olavsky's, he is, there, he has no chin left. Yes. He's done. It's over. Just, yeah. Just, it's done. I, mean, I agree. Whatever, you can't even say, well, he's fought a guy like this, or he's done this, or he's done that. It doesn't matter. It's no. Irrelevant. Yeah. Every single bit of it's irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever think it. He's, he's, lost, he's lost four straight. This is going to be five. Tibera, he's coming in. He's a young kid. He's won two in a row. He's won, he, he lost his first. He's won his last two. He's, uh, he's coming along okay. He's not breaking the mold or anything. He's not uh, flashy. He's not exciting. He's, uh, he's just a young, hungry fighter who's got, he's got more ahead of him than behind him. And Arlovsky's got yeah. more behind him than ahead of him. Matt tells me, pick the one that's got more ahead of him. Yeah, Tybora is, is going to knock him out and, and probably do so pretty quickly, I'd imagine. Yeah. I mean, the chances of Oblowski being able to take a clean shot is pretty Ooh, slim. Very. Slim. Yeah. Yeah. See, again, this is, you know, main event is what it was. It's one in seven, you know, in their last, you know, one for the last seven. This, the co-main, two wins in the last Six, whatever it is. I mean, this is. Listen, this isn't about. You know, <laughs> I, I said this. I said this on the breakdown. You know, on on the breakdown for loudmouth. You know, one of the things I said was like, this isn't some like plea for Tybora. I don't give a shit about Tybora. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't care if Marcin. He- I don't. Sorry. I don't care if uh, Arlovsky was fighting an anthill. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Who he's fighting is completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean. He had there's he's fighting at heavyweight and that's all that matters. All that matters to me is he's fighting somebody else who weighs as much or more than he does. Yeah. You know, and that person is going to be able to find his chin. And as soon as he finds that chin, it's game over. And I and but you're you're gonna hear people who try to justify this by going, Well, if Arlovsky fights his chin. Guys, if you think that he still has that same power, you're insane. You're oh insane. Yeah. yeah, no, he does. It's over. Yeah, those days are over. And see, just like you mentioned last, uh, with with Holm dropping three and still be ranked five, Arlovsky's dropped four and he's still ranked eight. This is where these divisions are. This is you know some some of these divisions in the UFC they're not all 155ers. You know they they can't be that deep. The heavyweight division is so far in its ass that a man lost four straight fights and he's still ranked in the top ten. It's insane. That's it's insane. crazy. It's insane. And it's a fight that also, again, if Tybora goes in there and knocks out the ghost of Arlovsky, it doesn't do anything for him. No, not at all. Not at no, all. He, doesn't, he doesn't get anything from it. No, he may move up a couple spots, but he's not. You know, but it'll be undeserved. Yeah, exactly. Like, he'll move up a couple spots, and, and but, you know, it's just like it doesn't mean anything. You know, it's Absolutely like, not. Absolutely you know, not. If anything, it'll just make people, when he fights again and he actually fights you know, some real competition, you know, maybe guys like me and guys like you and, and guys like, you know, Keith and us will be able to make some money because people will be like wanting to wanting to give Tybora more credit than he deserves because he's not a very good fighter. I mean, he's not, he's not a guy that I'm chomping at the bit going, man, this guy's going to be something. I mean, not really. There's a chance there because he is younger. Right, exactly. Younger heavyweights. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a chance. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not – the, the next fight should be like Chase Sherman versus Tybor or something. I mean, you know, like that. Like let, let's let's let some of these guys who 
really are not very good. Like, let's see where they're at, you know? Yeah, let's see where they're at against the, the light competition against younger guys like themselves. Pairing these younger guys against these older guys like this doesn't give anything to these younger guys other than no false sense of, of Nobody who they anything. are. You know? Because here's the thing. Nobody gains anything. It's like the BJ Penn guy year Rodriguez fight. Like, nobody gets anything from it. If, our, if Arlovsky goes in there and dusts Tybora, the narrative becomes, yeah, well, yeah, of course the old veteran was going to be able to outsmart the young, the young kind of shitty heavyweight, right? But mm. then if Tybora dusts Arlovsky, the narrative is, well, Tybora doesn't get any credit for that. Arlovsky's chin was gone. Exactly. So no matter what, nobody's getting anything from this. It's right. not. Nobody's being benefited. You see, guys, you see how bad this card is, guys. Just we're only two fights in. And, and that's all we've talked about is we haven't even talked about, like, we haven't even broke anything down. I mean, the next fight is, is, is emphatically more interesting. Yeah. So let's finish this one up. I got Tybura taking him down. Arlovsky's going to go five, 0 for his last five and hopefully be done. What do you see? Hopefully. Well, I say it's, Same. it's finished very quickly. Yeah. It's finished very quickly. I, mean, I would say under two minutes. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I, I just, any type of clean shot that's going to come through is going to rock up and be done. Yeah. So, I mean, and he's, there's nothing he can do. It's, you're at heavyweight. What are, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do to avoid being hit? There's, there's nothing to do. No, you're not. You're not going to all of a sudden, you're not going to see a guy who's been fighting for, you know, two decades just all of a sudden be a completely different person and just have a whole different skill set. That's not going to happen. So, you know, I mean... No, not in your forties, not at this age. No, no, no. All right, the second fight on the UFC main card from Singapore is the stun gun Dong Hung Kim against Colby Covington in the battle of welterweights. This, this could be and has yes. all the signs of a great, great fight. Finally, yep. on this card, a great fight. One finally a legitimate charger, uh, challenger to a guy like Colby Covington, who has desperately needed to be tested. Um, you know he is his last two fights probably shouldn't happen. I mean, no offense to Brian Barberena, friend of the podcast, Brian Barberena. Yep. yep. No offense to him. I think he's fantastic. I think he's incredible. But you know we don't we don't need to see Colt Covington against more prospects. No, no more, you know, Max Griffin and Jonathan Muner and so far, you know. Let's see this guy against somebody who has a proven track record, is still putting up good fights, putting out good content, so to speak, you know, has a good track record. Like, let's see a guy, let's see a guy who also, you know, has really good takedown defense, you know, a guy who gets some takedowns of his own, a guy who can, can, you know, do damage from the top. You know, like, let, let's see him fight a guy that's a notch or two up, you know, from what he's been doing. Um, you know, with that said, I think Covington gets it done here. I think Covington gets it done um, pretty smoothly. You know, I am definitely in the minority here. I am a Colby Covington uh, lover. I absolutely love this guy. I think, you know, it's, it's rare that these wrestlers... Right, and there's really no other way to describe Colby, Colby Covington. Mm. He is a wrestler, yes, with a capital W. That's Absolutely, what he is. A lot of times, these wrestlers, it doesn't, it doesn't translate to the elite level in MMA. Right? How many wrestlers can you think of who are moderately successful in the UFC but are really not able to like get to that next step? There's, right? there's a ton. There's too many. Yeah. 
Yes, and and you know a guy, Greg Gillespie is a guy who I think is gonna is gonna overcome this. Um, if you listen to Around the Cage this week, that was my um, was that this week or I don't remember. I think it was this week. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Anyways, you know a guy who I think is gonna overcome that. You know, a, a really good wrestler that I think is gonna be really successful in the UFC. But anyway, there's there's quite a few guys who. You know, they come in and they win one, they lose one, they win one, they lose one. You know, and it's in the wrestling's really good, and that's what that's what keeps them around. But it's really hard. It's like playing a musical instrument, right? It's really easy to learn how to play guitar. It's really easy to learn how to play drums. It's very hard to become an expert at that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> these wrestlers they tend to translate over into MMA. I think really well. I think they translate into MMA better than a lot of other guys because they're used to the weight cut. Intense weight cuts usually. Yeah, very um, much. They're, they're used to taking a lot of damage, right? They're, these are guys who um, will, will take a lot, a lot of like just getting shoulders and and stuff tweaked around. You, there's no tapping out really in a wrestling match, you know. So these are tend to be tougher guys. So yeah, they translate over with a win. I'm sorry that I'm rambling. But go, go, keep going. No, but it's like I think Colby Covington. I think he's going to be knocking in, at the door of title contention at some point. And if we can get somebody other than Woodley, because I don't think he matches up against Woodley at all, and really, that's a horrible fight for him. Yeah. Not, I mean, not but, yet, anyway. We don't even know what no. this guy is going to do against high level comp- higher level competition sure. like Don Young Kim. John Hung Kim could absolutely mop the floor uh, with that guy yeah. because he's not ready for it. I just, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know, man. I think he's going to go in there, and I think he's going to look great. So, but I'm wrong a lot. So, you know. I, I love Colby Covington. I think Colby Covington's a great young prospect. I think, uh, yeah. but the problem is, is I've I've yet to see him really challenged. And I don't know what he's going to do under things under the kind of pressure that a guy like Dun Young Kim can put on because Kim's not going to gas. That's one thing he's going to do. He's going to be constantly in his face, being able to wrestle and strike against him. And Kim tends to go the distance, so he's got a tank on him. He goes the distance in half of his fights. So he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna, he's gonna be in Covington's face a lot and moving him around a lot, and you know, I, I don't know what's gonna happen with Covington on here. I like his chances though. I like his, uh, I like him as in the strength advantage. I like him in the explosiveness advantage. Uh, I like him in several different areas. Um, I don't like the fact that he's given up four inches of reach. Um, and like three inches of height and four inches of reach. I don't like some of those things, but I think he makes up with it in speed and explosiveness to get inside and close the distance and cover ground much faster than Kim. So I think that's part of being a wrestler too. So Covington's a little small for this division. That's, he that's is. kind of my worry. He's a little small. Yes. And for being a wrestler, you'd think he'd be able to cut more weight. Maybe, maybe he can. Maybe he just doesn't want to. Yeah, maybe. And maybe I, he doesn't. Maybe he just feels like he doesn't need to yet. Maybe fifty-five is where he'll be natural at. Uh, who knows? And he yeah. just he just doesn't know it. He just he likes being that you know, having that extra weight. But um, I'm gonna take him in this fight. And I'm gonna take him because I think he's I think he's ready. I think his last couple fights have shown that he's ready, and. I, I I like him. I think he he pairs up well against a guy like like Kim, um, who's not strong like Woodley. You know, who doesn't who isn't physically strong, but is fast and who has who is quick and who does have a lot of cast in the tank. Who's going to keep him running all three rounds? This going to be a good fight for Covington, but I think he I think he outlasts him. Yeah, I think regardless, I mean, the big thing to take away is that this will be a fun fight. Period. It'll be a fun fight. 
It's not going to be yeah. going to be quick. I think it's going to go all three rounds. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Finally, a good fight on the card, on the main card, and this yeah. and, and the opening fight is that could actually be pretty well good as well. This is the uh, the debut at welterweight for Rafael dos Anjos taking on Tarek Safadine. And this could be a great fight as well. It's got a lot of uh, potential. This has the recipe for either being really good or really bad. Yes. There's going to be no in between with this fight. It's going to be dog ugly or exciting from front to back. Yeah. Two guys afraid to engage Mm -hmm. or two guys who are engaging wholly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They're kind of, you know, they're, they're very similar in what they do. So, I, I like I like Dos Anjos. Um, I don't think I've ever. I don't. He's never fought at welterweight in the UFC. I don't know if he's ever fought at welterweight before joining the UFC. I couldn't find anything that said he has. But he's again. You mentioned small for the division. The guy's got. He's going to give up some size. Did you see the picture of RDA standing next to Zappening? Oh my God! No, Go look that picture up. Let me grab it real quick. I mean, he lo- he looks like he he looks like a like he's a little person. I mean, it's crazy. He's giving up an immense amount of size. So, uh, let me see. Was this at the uh, uh, where is it? At like the uh, was it um, just recently? Yeah, it was like at the weigh-ins or something. I'm not quite sure what it was at, but. Yeah, it was at something. Oh, no, I see it. I see it. I got it. Oh, my God. He he is so so small for welterweight. I mean, I know he's tough. I know he's tough. I know he's a good wrestler, but he's given up. You know, he's given up a lot of leg reach. He's given up a lot of reach. He's given up a lot of height. He's going to give up so... I mean, you put him up against a guy like Woodley, who's got tree trunks for legs and who is strong as all hell. Uh, He's going to end up throwing guys like RDA around like they're nothing. He doesn't send a chance. I don't. I don't see it at all. Like no, 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 no. Uh, I don't see what, what the jump to one seventy for Dos Anjos didn't make a lot of sense to me. I know he wants to try it out. I don't think he likes to cut the weight or whatever it is. But man, I don't think this is a good move for him at all. At all. I don't think he's I mean, got the natural gifts to do it. No. They, they. I mean, they at least gave him a winnable fight. It's not like this fight is unwinnable. Oh no, this one's okay. This one's fine. No, and, and in fact, I think I picked him. I did I too. Picked him on the podcast. But yeah, it's not like I'm. I feel. I think I feel more confident that Kobe Covington will get it done than I think RDA will get it done. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ta- I mean, I'm taking RDA in, uh, in this fight, but I'm you know looking ahead in the welterweight division. There's guys in there that's like, man, I can't imagine him fighting some of these guys. Yeah. Agreed. You give it up some of the some of the length that you give up to guys like like Wonder Boy or something, who can who can kick you from halfway across the the cage and you know uh, the the height and, and the reach and the the leg reach is only thirty eight inches on RDA. I mean he's a tiny guy for this division. Yeah. That, that's our main card. I mean it's it's what it is. There's a yeah a couple of potential for a couple of good fights. There's. Then there's the rest. So let's do let's do a preview of the show. Who who you got coming on? Who, who you got coming on next? So we're gonna bring on Blake Money Blakeweather from the Loaded yeah. Joes. You gotta have him, you gotta have him talk Floyd Connor. Yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna have and then we're gonna bring in Keith from MMA Takeover. 
and various other stuff. Your your uh, your show as well. Is he now? Is he a, a permanent member of that show? Is he? Yes. Okay. Why don't you Why don't you plug that one for us? Oh, around the cage. Yeah, yeah around the cage comes out usually every Wednesday, maybe Tuesday night, depending if I get a chance to upload it. But at least by Wednesday, it'll be up every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Around the Cage. It is very very similar. Some would say. Uh, basically the same as around the horn. Um, you get 90 seconds to answer a question. It's debate style. There's We try to have four people on at a time. This past week, we had Eddie Truck Gordon uh, filling in for Derek Bowe, who missed. And But the, the normal suspects are me, Blake, as you just talked about, yeah. Keith, who you just talked about, and then, yeah, a cat named Derek Bowe uh, out of California. He's just kind of a UFC free-floating journalist, okay. and then a guy, named, a guy named Ian Parker, who manages fighters, and you know, he, he trains out of Saralongo. Yep, yep. Yep. It's a lot of fun. I remember watching the, I watched the first one, and Jeff and I were, uh, we watched it here before the show. Jeff came over early, and Ryan was running late or whatever, so uh, we had a couple hours, and we were watching a movie or something, and I was going through uh, the podcast, and I seen that one was posted. I was like, bro, we're going to watch this. And I threw it on the TV, and we watched. It was good, but the one part I can, re- the one that was, that really stuck out was there was a part where it was Keith's turn, and he was freaking out. It's like, there's no way I can do this in 10 seconds. You guys are killing me. I need more time. I need more goddamn time, or whatever the hell he was saying. I know. He just kept saying, I need more time. I'm like, that's not the point. That's not how the show works. It defeats the purpose of the show. You got 90 seconds. No, I need more. Dude, you're that's killing me. You're fucking that's killing me. You're killing me, bro. What's going on? You know, it's a lot of fun. So Keith and Blake uh, are both coming on in a little bit, and they're going they're going to discuss the upcoming Conor McGregor and Floyd Money Mayweather boxing match, August twenty sixth, I believe it is. Awesome, man! Yeah, we didn't even talk about it, and honestly, talk to them about it because they're gonna yeah. have a better perspective on it. I don't really. I'm excited to watch it. Sure. You know, I yeah. don't have a I don't have a whole lot of interest in, you know. Meh. I am the same way. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm with I'm you, like, brother. I'm excited to watch it. I think it'll be interesting. I'm I'm definitely not bashing it. Congratulations to Conor McGregor. Yeah. You know, two years ago, he was fighting Dennis Seaver, and now he's fighting Floyd Mayweather on on the big stage. Yeah, it was you know, and boxing. I mean, good for him. It was what not even what five years ago he was cashing his last welfare check so that he could buy trunks exactly. to to go try to fight to make money for his family and look yeah. where he is now. You know, incredible. And so he's, he's, yeah, I mean. Connor's done it, man. And, and new son and uh, Brett, this this huge fight that's going to be what it is, what it is. So you know, good on him, man. Good on him. But yeah, as for this fight this weekend, man, and I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you doing this with me. I couldn't have done this without you. You're the MVP today. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it so much. Other fights, other fighters on the prelims from the Pride Days. Remember the Fireball Kid, Takanori Gomi? He's on the card. Alex Caceres, Justin Scoggins. A lot of young fighters coming up and a lot of unnamed, unknown fighters that are getting first try. Yeah. yeah, they're getting one, probably one-and-done fighters, local fighters. Who knows? They just filled out the card with who they could. But we'll see that on the UFC Fight Pass this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed, man. <laughs> I'm excited. 
enjoy the rest of your show. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Anything you want to, any last words you want to give to the boys out there? Uh, Blake, Keith, anyone you want to make fun of? Oh, uh, God. <laughs> just, just, just tell Keith that Conor McGregor is the, is the greatest fighter of all time. Um, you know, if you get the chance that he's probably going to beat Floyd Mayweather. Um, you know, and anybody who says any differently is lying to themselves. Just, just let Keith, <laughs> just let Keith know I said that. I will. All right, guys, we're gonna let uh, we're gonna let Kyle get out of here, and I'll be right back to help to break down last week's hunt versus Lewis. And we'll be right yeah, back so with man. the average shows on May Show. All right, hey, that was Kyle, uh, Kyle Steele from the Loudmouth Network. Man, it was great having Kyle on. That was a lot of fun. Um, we did things a little bit out of order this week. We did the the Singapore card, the upcoming card first, and now we're going to do the breakdown second. But you know what? Our show, we do whatever we want. So last weekend, Derek Lewis took on Mark Hunt in the main event of a fight night out of New Zealand, and Mark Hunt knocked out the big man. Yeah, TKO, whatever. But he took out the big man in round four of the heavyweight contest, and it was it was a tough night for Lewis. He was didn't look like he was engaging... All too much. It looked like he was very much reserved, uh, as opposed to the the Derek Lewis that I'm used to seeing, the one that KO'd so many people on his six and zero streak leading up to this fight. Um, some would argue that he just gave up. He was out there just to make his his last fight because at the end he announced that he was probably retiring, most likely retiring. He said he didn't want to do this to his family anymore. He was tired of getting beat up, whatever it was. He said he doesn't want to do this. But he didn't He didn't say definite. He, he gave words like probably and most likely. So uh, we'll see what, if, he, if he truly is retired or if he just needs some time off. Sometimes, you know, sometimes people get burnt out and they just need some time off. But Mark Hunt ended up finishing him uh, with a minute, uh, minute 11 left in the fourth round. And, man, Derek Lewis was on his ass. He was so tired. He could barely hold his, his head up. He was so spent by the time it got around to him. And there was a picture going around uh, Twitter, social media. I don't know if you guys seen it, where uh, prior a couple hours prior to the fight, they were backstage behind the, in the locker room area, wherever it was. Uh, and, my, and Derek Lewis was eating a plate of chicken and ribs. I mean, he's a, he's a big Texas boy. That's what they do in Texas. You know? I'm sure Blake, when he comes on later, he'll tell you about, you know, it was barbecue time, baby. So, uh, but Mark Hunt looked looked good. I mean, he didn't look great. I didn't think he looked he looked overly impressive. It's just Lewis Lewis was really gassed, and he didn't. I think he gave up. I think he didn't want to win this fight. I think he wanted to just go out there and and finish up his contract or whatever he had to do and and be done with it. But. In um, the post fights, of course, we expected this out of Mark Hunt, but he gave uh, he gave a, an anti steroids and steroids are bad and K and whatever it was uh, wasn't long, but he definitely addressed that agenda. Um, I worried about Mark Hunt going into this because of all the outside stuff Hunt's got going on right now, right, with all the uh, lawsuits and and so on, what he's got going. Plus, Mark Hunt said that UFC keeps pushing him into fights that. He doesn't necessarily want because he thinks they're trying to get rid of him. And I mean, there's just a lot of stuff going on outside, uh, outside the cage for Mark Hunt. And I worried about that going in, but he managed to pull this one off and the super Simone gets another victory over the now 
at this time at least, retired Derek Lewis. In the co-main, Derek Brunson knocks out Daniel Kelly. Three minutes and 40 seconds left of the first round. Daniel Kelly lands all of one strike, and it takes all of eight strikes for Derek Brunson to knock him out. This was a really quick fight, you guys. I expected more out of Dan Kelly just because he's... He's a tough, tough guy. He's He manages to drag people into deep water. He manages to, to stretch stuff out. Um, not he's, Dan Kelly's not a flashy fighter. He's just that, he's like that old, tough dad that that he came out it was great. He had his, I guess, his wrist taped up and his knee taped up and his ankles taped up. I think he had an elbow taped up. I mean, he was just covered in braces and tape and everything. He looked like he had already been in a fight and... Uh, Brunson came in, just pop, pop, did what he had to do, and it was over in, in less than 90 seconds of the first round. Uh, Derek, I mean, Derek Brunson looked great, looked quick, crisp, and there's just not a lot to say about this fight. I mean, Brunson continues to to impress, but there's something about uh, that division where you know it's. The the hundred the, the middleweight division is kind of Brunson's not going to go very far right now in that division. You got guys up there like like Whitaker and Yoel Romero and, and and you know GSP might be in there or he's not in there and Bisping doesn't know what he's. I mean, right now Brunson's kind of on the on the lower end of those those upper echelons. So um, and coming off of two losses as well to. To Robert Whitaker, as I said, and Anderson Silva. So, getting back in the win column for Derek Brunson uh, and getting to, to rank eight is exactly where he needed to be. He's going to have to put together some more wins and try to climb back up from the losses that he took. But this is a great way to start. Uh, Dan Kelly suffers only his second loss in the UFC taking the first one to a friend of the show, our buddy uh, Smiling Sam Alvey in 2015 and uh, snapping a four-fight win streak by losing this one to Dan Kelly. Or excuse me, to Derek Brunson. Um, Dan Kelly now 6-2 and two in the UFC. Good record still. I mean, I'm not, I don't think this is going to, to hurt Judo Dan all too much. I think he'll be fine. He'll bounce back from this one and and continue to do it. Maybe he'll go on another streak if he wants to. But Dan Kelly, look, guys, Dan Kelly's tough as nails. And whoever he fights is going to have a hard time beating him. Derek Brunson was just the better man that night. Uh, winning performance of the night, Dan Hooker knocks out Ross Pearson in the second round. Minute 56 seconds left. And he was tagging and outclassing uh, Ross Pearson. There was no... Um, this was all stand-up. There was nothing on the ground. Uh, I think Hooker might have went for a takedown and it got stuffed. But uh, Dan Hooker knocked him down, knocked him out in the second round. He was outclassing him. He looked – Pearson looked good, but not – he didn't look great. I mean, especially for his age and how much mileage he has, he didn't look bad. But uh, Hooker's the young guy, younger guy, uh, faster guy, stronger guy. I mean, he had so much more on him than uh, – so much, so many, many more advantages than than Pearson had. So uh, we kind of expected this to happen. Not a lot of surprises in this fight. Um, for every strike that Pearson landed, Hooker landed too. So 
and then the second round he ended up knocking them out, but still, still a, quite a big, uh, a big ovation for Ross Pearson because he's a veteran and he did, he has done a lot. You know, he tried, but he failed. Dan Hooker, great win. I expect uh, they'll they'll try to keep slowly pushing him along. I don't ex- I don't think they're going to just uh, jump up and throw him into a you know a top ten fight. He still has a ways to go. Obviously, he's a win loss win loss kind of guy. He lost to Jason Knight and Yar Rodriguez. He's one and one and one and one one and lost one and lost. So uh, you gotta slow you know take a slow with a, a kind of guy like that and see what they can do, but good fight for him he needed that win dan hooker needed that win more than ross pearson did so um and heavyweight fight i believe here we go eon kutilaba takes on henrik da silva and i tell you what man kutilaba came in and he looked like a brick i mean he looked solid he was so big and so strong compared to henrik he was uh I'm not sure what was going on with with Henrique, but he landed all of a single strike, and uh, this fight was over in, in less than 30 seconds, 26 seconds of the first round. Uh, Ian Kutilaba just came at him direct and just fired and fired and fired. 15 strikes later, uh, total, and. I, Henrique De Silva was gone. I mean, this is this was so fast. The Hulk Kutilaba is a tough, tough man. Um, I'm sorry, this is light heavyweight. I said heavy heavyweight earlier. Um, he's 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 poised to do something better than what he's doing right now. So far, he's lost and he's won and he's lost and he's won. But he has got the potential. Kutilaba does to do so much more. I don't know what's going on. He needs some sort of direction. He needs some sort of maybe a team change. I don't know what it is, but he's got all the physical gifts that he need, that that's needed for a light heavyweight to really move up and start winning and competing. I'm really high in this guy, Kutilaba. I really think that the some that somewhere down the line he's going to some it's gonna snap, it's gonna come together for him. Uh, he's he's only He's only 23 years old. He's 13 and three in a no contest, one in a fight of the night so far. He's only 23, so he's got time. But uh, I'm not. I'm not sure what it is quite yet. I want to see him fight a few more fights, and then I'll make more of a an assessment. But Kutilaba, man, he looked great, really great. And again, less than 30 seconds, knockout victory. Uh, they can turn him around pretty quick because he didn't even, you know, he's he's still fresh. So hopefully they will. Um, and we're going to talk about one more fight. And then we're going to take a little break and come back with Blake and Keith to talk about the Connor and Floyd deal. But one more fight. In the very first round, Ben, 10 win. Gets the rear naked choke submission against Timmy Elliott. Um... Man, Ben Wynn looked so good. Oh, he looked so solid. He just completely dominated. In 50 seconds, dominated Tim Elliott. And Tim Elliott is is like ranked 8th, and he was way better than that. And Ben Wynn came in and, and destroyed him. He really did. He outclassed him everywhere. Um, Tim Elliott in the entire flight got stuffed with two takedowns and landed all of one strike. 
Bedwin landed six or excuse me eight strikes, took him down, took his back, took the got the takedown, got the submission, and choked him out in 50 seconds. This this was he mauled him. Ben Wynn is phenomenal. I am so excited to see this kid continue to grow. I am really, really impressed by what he did this weekend, this past weekend. Right now, he's in the UFC. He's won four and he's lost one. His one loss is to Luis Smolka. So with, with with wins over Ryan Benoit and Tim Elliott and a couple other fighters. So um, the number weight, the number eight flyweight in the world. Few more fights, few more wins. He's going to keep climbing. I, I'm really, really impressed by this guy. I'm really high on this guy, and I think that with some more experience and some more, uh, some better fighters. Not that Tim Elliott doesn't really love Tim Elliott, but some more styles. Ben Wynn is going to be a competitor and a really, really tough fighter in this division. So, um, quite a few other fights on the card that. Um, uh, Jamal beat Dominique Steele, uh, Pitchell uh, beat Damian Brown, Volkanovski beat Hirota, Moraga won his fight. That was a, that was a pretty good fight. So, um, good card. I mean, it was a free card. It was a, a Fox Sports One card out of New Zealand. wasn't a bad wasn't a bad night. The, the finishes and the fights, the main card were outstanding. Everything went to a finish. There was there was. Uh, no controversy from the judges, which I love. Uh, a fight can still be great when it goes to decision, but I love to see a finish, whether it's a knockout or a submission, whatever it is. I love to see a finish because I love to see a decisive victor. I hate to see judges screwing, screwing over fighters and uh, making poor decisions. So everything landed perfectly this last weekend because everything was a finished fight, and one of the best, the the main card. I judged the main card as an A. It was an A. It was that the fights were good. I give it an A. So that's our two cards from last week and this week. And we're going to be back. We're going to take a little break and be back with Keith and Blake to talk about Connor and Floyd. Be right back, guys. All right, everyone, we're back. And what I'm not alone this time. Joining me now, we've got. From the MMA Takeover and various other podcasts, the Loudmouth around the around the cage, and I don't even know how many other stuff we got. Keith coming in here. Keith, how you doing, brother? Doing great, man. Glad to finally be on the Average Joe's podcast. Yeah, this is gonna be a lot of fun. And of course, I had to bring in my brother from Texas, the guy that runs the Loaded Joe's MMA podcast, also a part of the Around the Cage. Loudmouth boxing, so many other stuff, so much other great stuff in the Loaded Joe's MMA community page. Blake, Money Blake Weather, coming at us live. How you doing, brother? Whoa, whoa, whoa. what's up, man? Yeah, there he is. Uh, I'm ready to talk. Are we talking Connor Floyd? That's what I'm ready to talk about, yep. man. I'm ready to tell the world. Yeah, so. I, I thought we were talking about Russell Doan and. They fooled you. They told you it was going to be the breakdown, and they really yeah. wanted to talk to you about this. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about Lucy Putalava. Not this one. <laughs> we're going to talk about May- Money Mayweather's Putalava. You know what I'm saying? So, as announced, August 26th, T Mobile Arena, Las Vegas. History, yeah. history will be made. 
I guess is 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 what that's what the tagline is. Pay per view records will be broken, worlds will collide, blah blah blah, so on and but so all, forth. All that's true too, though. It's like all it's, true. It, it's you know, it's not it's not a farce. This this one's not a farce. Like this pay per view right here, feels like you know when they try to tell you on some bullshit, and then you're like, I know it's bullshit. I might tune in. I might not. Like this one's like, God damn it, they're selling me some bullshit. I've got to watch it though. Like there's no other option. Which which one of us isn't gonna watch it? You know, which one of us on the page that, uh, and in the groups and in the, you know, and all the podcast friends that we've that I've gained along the way, which one of us is not gonna watch it? That's the thing. I don't know. I mean, I would say Keith, but Keith is like the Grinch when it comes he's gonna to watch subjects. it. He's like <laughs> he's I watching am. the Who's Down in Whoville. He's like, I hate y'all, Yo, McGregor Mayweather. <laughs> he's gonna come steal all of our TVs the night before. <laughs> what's amazing about uh, Conor McGregor is how he's balancing all the stuff he's doing. You hear what he's doing this weekend? Oh, what's he doing this weekend, man? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's golfing in the U.S. Uh, Open. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> this guy's doing everything. I heard he's, uh, I heard he's playing shortstop for the uh, tonight. Hey, didn't he just win the NBA Finals? I swear he just won the NBA Finals. It wasn't Curry. It was it was Mick Curry, right? You know what? All joking aside, it's a bigger story than the Golden State win the NBA Finals. Yeah, it is, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big name. A, name a bigger sports story. I'll wait, because like this is it. There isn't one. This is it. This is the biggest thing going on right now in in sports, and it's even it's not just sports. I mean, it's bleeding over into. Uh, I even seen it in entertainment venues and, and, and entertainment news sections and, and, and world news. I've seen it all over the place. It's not just relegated into uh, sports sections. This is bleeding over everywhere. This is cross culture. This is pop culture. This is whatever you want to call it. This is so big. I can't. I can't even wrap my head around how big it actually is. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. So. Let me tell you guys a quick story. So uh, a lot of people might know this, might not know. I'm actually a police officer, uh, and I was at a call today, and I was waiting for someone to come. We were talking to somebody, and while me and this guy, the suspect, were talking, he says, oh, did you hear that Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather are going to be boxing? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting on the side of the road. It's about 8 a.m., and I'm sitting on the side of the road talking boxing with some criminal. <laughs> he, he's like, you're going to get arrested for that. But no, continue. But go continue, on. Though. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's... This is going to determine whether you walk or where you go to jail, pal. Who's going to yeah, win? He, he probably went to jail because Keith, you know, no, he, talks him, he talked to Keith about. No, oh, he, he didn't go? No, he didn't go to jail. <laughs> oh, man, he must have beat you in a debate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that never happened. <laughs> He said, if you can win the MMA trivia, I will let you go. That's right. Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't uh, Brennan Schaub. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> inside joke. Inside joke. So I was talking. I had Kyle on earlier to do the preview, and he wanted to make sure that he, that I told you, Keith, that Conor McGregor is the greatest MMA fighter in the world right now. You're going to blow Keith's mind right now. You're about to we blow his head up. This this is this is from uh, this is from your buddy Kyle. Is he saying he's the best fighter right now or the best fighter ever? Oh, he, he may have said all time. He may have even said all time. <laughs> it probably was all time. He, Conor McGregor might be the greatest American of all time, and he's not even American. <laughs> <laughs> he's the greatest non-American American that America's ever seen. Non-American American American. I mean, is it, is it, oh, no, seriously, has there ever been a foreigner more popular than Conor McGregor? 
Vanilla, uh, like no. maybe? I mean, I don't know. Who has more fans in America? Like, uh, the other one I was going to say was, for a while there, you could argue Manny Pacquiao. Like, at his heyday, in his prime, like, everybody's like, oh, man. Not in America, though. Not in America. Yeah, in America, bro. Especially, like, at least where I was at. Like, and I don't even live near Philippines. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> man. Motherfuckers love them some Manny Pacquiao. You talk down about Manny Pacquiao yeah. in his heyday. You might as oh my god, dude! No, you're not gonna hear the end of it, man. Especially when he was on that streak. But this is all before he lost and got knocked out. You talk down on anything on Manny Pacquiao, you're gonna get beat up or something. So what about what what the odds on this fight were released? The the early odds and off the wall, right? I, I, yeah. I no no I don't think they were off the wall at all. I I think. Well, no, yes, actually, let me correct that. I do think yeah. off the wall, but I don't think I don't think Mayweather was a big enough favor. I don't think Conor was a bigger underdog. Same, yes, exactly. I agree with both of that. That's that's exactly that. where I'm at because a 49 and 0 boxer against a 0 and 0 boxer, the odds yeah. should be way different than that, way, 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 and in, into Floyd's favor. And, and now money has gone in on McGregor and Con. I mean, I don't know. Everyone does different websites, but I use Bavada. Bavada. Um, Mayweather, I like, was I like negative, negative mm-hmm. eleven hundred, and then suddenly he was uh, a, ne- a, a negative six hundred in twenty four hours. McGregor, I believe, was positive nine hundred, and now he's positive. Uh, what are you washing dishes over there, Blake? What are you doing? I, I am washing dishes. Oh, <laughs> sweet. This is. I'm sure. I'm sure David is so excited about <laughs> about the uh, the viewers gonna love this. Let's say, let's say, it's okay. I said, honestly, if Conor McGregor was doing dishes right now, it would at least get a show on Fight Pass. <laughs> no, definitely. They'd do a million buys. Just Conor talking that shit while he's doing dishes. <laughs> like, I, I, would, I would check into that every single day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, what's Conor got to say today while he's washing some dishes? Let me find out. Are you guys going to put any money on this thing? I already did. Oh, you did? Really? Okay. You lock in on, on the on, uh, a, I, a I good rate? I didn't do the uh, uh, negative 600 because, I mean, I'm not a big gambler. I don't spend a lot of money. Like I'm that. not I'm either. Not, I'm not pretending. You know what? A lot of people who say they drop a whole shitload of money, yeah, okay. I mean, the same the same people that, like, you know, ask is, you know, can't get fries with their burger, but they're dropping, they're dropping 300 bucks on every fight. Yeah. Sure. yeah. This guy, yeah. this guy over here with his dishes is killing me. <laughs> splash, click, click, splash, I'm, click, I'm, click. Trying to ta- I'm trying to take over the kitchen. That's what I'm trying to do, man. Oh. MMA take over the kitchen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, man, uh, I have not laid anything down. Uh, I'm going to look at the line, though, for uh, the decision and also yeah. for, 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 for Floyd by KO. Yeah. Either yeah. one of those. Like, yeah. regardless if I believe in any one of those, like, I believe stronger in the decision, but, like, the lines for either or, since I'm going for Floyd, might as well just lay something on it, you know, whether it's 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 50 bucks, something. I put Floyd at, um, again, the decision, it was plus 135, so I jumped at that. I think him by TKO was still um, a negative number, but it wasn't that much. It might have been like negative 125. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to do one or the other. I wanted to do one or the other. I didn't want to, like, I almost bet on both. But then I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I had all of my money left over in Bavada. I put it all down. Uh, and it, wasn't, it wasn't that much money. I'll tell you right now. It was, don't get excited. Yeah. <laughs> and I put, it all, I put it all down on, on Mayweather by decision. He put all $13 down. Oh, I a little it. more than 13 <laughs> but, but. 
But it wasn't yeah, ten man. grand. It wasn't twenty grand. It wasn't. You know. yeah, no. no, yeah, not major. No, but yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I just want to wait for the the odds to shake out because everybody's just going exactly one way or another. Let let me wait for the dust to settle, man. I'm a very non-trendy guy. I don't need to get in on the trend, and and you know, I'm not a fidget yeah. spinner, dude. You know, same just, here. Like, I'll wait. I'll wait for everything. Let me see how everything shakes Just out, kidding. man. <laughs> you know? I, I think I'm going to probably avoid this one altogether when it comes to money, honestly. I think this is too much of a spectacle as, as opposed to sport. Um, Pacquiao, Mayweather, that was more sport. You know, it was, these guys were, were fighters in the same sport going after, you know. If this was, uh, this, this is too much spectacle for me. I'm going to probably avoid what, this one. What you could do, too, even, like, if you're, you know, if you want to play cool, like, do a parlay and have Mayweather in your parlay, like you know, like yeah, you have oh Mayweather yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, have do a parlay across like three with, with, cards. With Putalava, with Putalava. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can have Mayweather. You can have a Gennady Golovkin, and then whatever the fuck you know UFC does in September, you could you know put a few on there. It might be worth it, you know. Sure. They just pick like pick two huge names, and then just pick the most like obscure person. Yeah, you pick yeah. some underdogs and shit. Yeah. You, you have Ronaldo, fun. Right now, pick Ronaldo. Die. We're going against <laughs> Alex Casares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I uh, I put it all on all on Mayweather. But you know what? I think the odds might change after they listen to this show. All the uh, average Joe listeners, because I'm pretty sure both me and Blake are going to be on the same side, agreeing pretty hard <laughs> one way. And I think we're both. I think we're some, two of the guys in the same uh, same camp. Yeah, we talked about this, man. I had Keith on, and we did a two-hour show one time, and it deleted somehow. Um, not on purpose. I promise when, it was when, not on. When, somehow, when Blake hit delete. <laughs> <laughs> like some, the, Oops. the button works. I don't know. Hey, um, I, I ruined an interview with Alex uh, Volkanovsky right before his fight last week, so it is what it is. Over here, y'all gonna see me real quick. There it um, is. That's yeah, right. Man, we uh, only rec- we only record voice anyway, so this doesn't <laughs> this doesn't really matter much. Yeah, no, all good, man. I can sit with that white beard you got on today. Thank God. Is that for, is that for uh, Floyd the white beater kind of? That's, that's my trip. It's my uh, it's my support of Floyd. <laughs> you know what? You know it's fucked up. Look, I got I got Connor on my shirt, and I'm talking I'm ha! talking that shit. I'm talking that shit. <laughs> Like, I feel so bad today. Like, everybody was like, you're going to watch the fight? I'm like, yeah, I'm going for Floyd, though. And they're like, you're wearing a Carter shirt. I'm like, this probably going to be the last time before the fight. Like, actually, I just needed to wear it. I needed to wear the all-black Carter shirt. Cause... I had the, the Burt Kreischer shirt on, but I had, to, I had to kill it for a bit. It was getting too warm down oh, there here. You go. There I, you go, man. I'm rooting for McGregor, uh, which would probably be the first time I ever have, rooting for, have rooted for him. Uh, but I, I, I can't see... I mean, we can get into it why, but I, I can't see. I don't even. I'm. I am a, probably as extreme as anybody. I don't think he has a prayer. I don't think Conor McGregor has a prayer. Like I said, I thought the Lions. I thought. I thought Floyd should have came in at like negative thousand. I thought. I thought he would have too, man. Uh, I remember when, when he fought Berto, like he was like a positive. He was a. Or he was a, a minus three, minus thirty three hundred or something. Like when it first hit, and everybody's like, oh yeah, fucking. Why the fuck are we gonna bet on this fight for? You know, like it didn't make any sense. But like, yeah, man, I, I don't. I mean, obviously, I'm not. I can't go with Connor, but you know, I, I, we can, we can get into it if we want. I mean, I, I'll drop that. I want to find I, someone that's someone that does this. You know, that's that's smart about fights. That actually that that can come up with some kind of intelligent argument for Connor, if oh, there's one I, out I, there. 
We could do it, but not believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I mean, there's Listen, stuff I... out there. Like, there's stuff out there. I've seen all of his fights. I've seen all of Floyd's fights. Like, yeah. if I wanted to creatively make an argument for Connor, I, I could. Like, it's there to be made, but, like, how successful you, is the execution of it? You know, like... But do you really believe it? That's the thing is... Right, yeah. Like, I <sighs> I, I believe the bodybuilder that wants to fight Cody Garbrandt has a better chance of winning than, <laughs> than Connor has to be in Flippin'. I mean, I, I, honestly, I... <laughs> yeah. Obviously I'm, obviously, I'm joking, but I mean, the argument's out there. You've already heard the people saying it that Mayweather's 40 years old. You know, he's being at that age. How much can he move and be elusive? He hasn't fought. In, by the time this fight happens, it'll be almost two years since he last fought. And even then, it was like a big layoff before that. So it's like he had one fight in like three and three and a half years, something like that. Uh, the fight's at 154, which is more natural towards McGregor's weight class than it is uh, uh, Floyd. They say Floyd's already like a small guy. You know, moving up to 154. Um, they say Connor's got the longest reach of any opponent he's ever faced. By um, one inch. Yeah, but still, it, but that's the most than anybody he's ever faced. Still longer. Um, he's, you know, you hear these these stories. I know Blake has said this. I've heard a lot of my boxing friends say this, that, that Mayweather has, like, really bad hands from years of boxing. So that, like, that he, that's why you don't see a lot of big punching from him, big knockouts because of how bad he breaks his hands. Excuse me. Um, you, hear the, you hear the people say, because Connor is is a UFC fighter and he comes at different angles and in it's things that no one ever sees coming because you know a box is going to come straight down the middle with punches and, and Connor's going to throw something in a looping angle or kind of weird and you know they're going to talk about obviously Connor's left hand he's got the one punch knockout um all that said that's a bunch of bullshit yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, this, I mean just, There's just so much bullshit like just think about this for a second and, and and I don't want to take up all the time here, but let's just think about the guys. So, Oscar De La Hoya, Ricky Hatton, Manny Pacquiao, Canelo Alvarez. I mean, Blake, help me out. Uh, Arturo, Miguel, Miguel Cotto. Shane Mosley. Uh, Robert Guerrero. Um, yeah. I mean, Shane Mosley for sure. Victor Ortiz. Yeah. You're, uh, yeah, you're, talking, I mean, you're like, talking about world-class boxers. And you're telling me these guys couldn't hit – Floyd Mayweather, these guys couldn't beat him. These guys couldn't figure out a way to beat him. And and Con McGregor, and the one I hate the most is when they is the argument. And, and there's someone I really like. I'm not gonna say his name, but I really like him. And he has, and I, I respect his opinion. But he's going with the, you know, no one's ever done this style to, to Floyd Mayweather. Oh, Floyd, I know, I know who you're talking Floyd, about. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather has been boxing for 30 years. People always yeah. talk about his 49 and 0. Um, Boxing record. Go back to the amateurs. Go back to sparring. Olympics. Partners. Go back to the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. Not even actual matches. Sparring partners. Mm -hmm. and You're telling me in 30 years nobody's ever thrown a weird angle punch at Floyd Mayweather? <laughs> like, right. The man has seen it all. He's really he's really, seen it all. Exactly. And it, it's just like, okay, so people are like, okay, Connor's a lanky uh, power puncher. Well, he's fought lanky guys. He's fought power punchers. He fought, oh, oh, now he's Southpaw? Oh, he's fought Southpaw, Oh, too. yeah, that's the other one. That's okay, an argument like, that they made up, too, yeah, is, every, is he struggles against Southpaws. Yeah, no, which that's South a fucking lie. How, how, how stupid is that? The guy's 49 or no. He can't be, get a He doesn't struggle one. against anybody. <laughs> right or left hand, orthodox or unorthodox. Southpaw, it, it just, he doesn't struggle against them. He, he's, he does no. just fine against them. Yeah, and I think that the, the fights that Dana White's talking about, like Dana White's the one starting the shit, is uh, 
the fight he's talking about is Zab Judah, which was 2006. And Zab Judah is, he has a shorter reach. He's southpaw. His defense is also Philly shell, much like Floyd Mayweather's. He's all the, he's basically Floyd Mayweather and southpaw version. And he was owning Floyd for the first four rounds of the fight. And then he gassed out because he's just very not confident. And, you know, he's just not as good. Um, but, like, that's the only fight. Like, you go back and, like, okay, he got – Floyd got hurt in that fight. He got hit really hard. And the second one you can think of is Demarcus Corley, and that was, like, 0405. So, like, nothing recent comes to mind, though. And, in fact, he almost got – he almost gets better. As he gets older, he gets better against Southpaw. So, this narrative where that where the fuck that's coming from, for Dana White to say, Dana White's just trying to sell, sell everybody some shit. And exactly. And into it. Which is fucked up. Like, yeah. they're not going to pay attention to, like, people who are like, this is beyond the truth. This could not be further from the truth. Well, I, I got no issue with Dana White hard sell in this fight. Because, I mean, that's what he's a promoter. That's what he's supposed to do. I mean, sure. it's, like, it's, it's like when you play fantasy football. I know it's not the best around. But when you're trading your fantasy football, you make your freaking running back sound like the greatest running back who's ever lived. Of course. He's a, he's a second coming of Jim Brown. But why why you want to trade him then? But, you know, you know how it is. It's like you, that's what you got to make him sound like. So... Um, I got no issue with that, but like everyone keeps on talking about what what Mayweather struggles with, like you said, the left-handed guy. Um, but what about what about? Are you guys alright? Am I good? Yeah, yeah okay, we just sorry. can't see you, but yeah, you're good. Oh, oh all right. Um, sorry, choose camera you want to use. Hold, hold on a second. I don't know what happened here. All right. Oh, it's okay. We still love you. Um, all right. I don't know what I did, but um, oh. <laughs> um, so everyone keeps on, but let's 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 not forget that. This is Conor McGregor that got hurt by by uh, Nate Diaz on the feet. I mean, in the sec- in the first fight, he was hurt in the second round. I know people say Conor gas this and that. Well, okay, fine. Go to the go to the second fight. Nate had him hurt on the feet multiple times, multiple rounds. I mean, he. I think what the third round. I think I think most people scored at a 10-8. For, for Nate, go back to Chad Mendes. Chad Mendes is a wrestler who you know who kind of stands right in front of him. And Chad Mendes landed a lot of shots on the feet. And you think, you think Floyd Mayweather's not gonna land those shots? Yeah. But Chad, right. Chad, Chad Mendes, who got knocked out by Frankie Edgar, could. I mean, I, I people are talking about. And then the most absurd one I've heard, and I, I think Blake will agree with me, is when they're saying, and, and I'm not a boxing guy. I'm a casual boxing guy. I watch. Agree. Same here. I watch eight, ten boxing. I I try to watch the big ones. If yeah. it's on paper, yeah, right. it usually gets my interest. But if if it's HBO Saturday Night Fights, I'm probably not watching it, um, unless it's a big, big major name, a, a Triple G, yeah, uh, someone like that. Uh, that said, like I forgot what I was saying with this, but um, oh, so the saying that uh, Connor is the har- I've heard people say Connor is the hardest puncher. Oh God, that- yeah. That oh, that Floyd Mayweather ever fought. Well, first of all, um, he's not punching with four ounce gloves. Right. Punching, I think it's what ten ounce gloves. They're right? going with tens. So, so it's two yep. and a half times the padding, um, which automatically makes Connor's hand speed a little slower now. Oh yeah. Um, and that doesn't it, hit quite it, as hard it, anymore. But besides that, the size of the glove doesn't get in. A lot of people talk about, oh, he's got those weird angles. You don't have uh, those weird those angles. Those angles don't happen anymore. They change yep. when the guy's blocking. If I'm yep. blocking like this, you can see, you can look at me and see how much, how much error on my face you can hit. You can see. All of a sudden, put big ass boxing gloves on me. You can't. Right. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to see my face right now. And I know that's not really helping the viewers, uh, the listeners. So at put home. your hands in front of your face. I mean, at home, and you can see there's not much room there. Well, Add padding to that. Who's trained out there? And even if you haven't trained, the best like you when you defend a punch, you always you put your hand 
just do your hand like you're going to comb your hair to the side, like just push, like you're pushing it up to the side, and you 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 see that your basically your whole arm is covering the side of your head. Yeah. That space is is less covered when you have these four ounce gloves. When you have ten ounce gloves, that space is way covered. Yeah. And the punches that you block don't feel the impact quite as much. And and uh, I was I've been doing this kind of analogy, and I, I don't even watch baseball, but making this analogy is like it's like a pitcher who throws a four ounce baseball, and he's throwing it. He knows exactly <laughs> the technique. He knows how hard he needs to throw it for it to go to home base. How hard he needs to throw it to to go in the outfield. And then you take that same ball, give it to ten ounces. Well, that I'll same make, force that's applied. Yeah. Make no a softball. Yeah, like a right. softball. Like, it's not going to be – if he applies the exact same force, it's not going to go as far. No. It's going to fall down before it gets to where it yeah. needs to be. He's going to need to work on his technique, readjust, make small adjustments, and that's going to take a lot of time to, to do that. You don't just hop in and just do that. Like, so that's what – I think that's another thing. Like, and regardless, like, if we think that power is not there, like – because Tyson was, you know, 16, he wore 16 ounce gloves, still knocking motherfuckers out. Madonna, you know, he was wearing eight ounce gloves, still knocking motherfuckers out. Like, if you hit hard, you fucking hit hard. Let's, let's be real. But the, the gloves make it a little bit more strenuous to hit that hard, yeah. especially when you haven't worked with those or you haven't That's put right. in that time with those, that, that size of a glove. Like, quite honestly, man. There's, and, there's and, a, and, I'm sorry, go ahead. Finish it up, go ahead. Well, I know me and Blake love to talk about this stuff. The Also, a lot of people forget it, is the stances are different. Connor's mm-hmm. landing shots on guys. When you fight MMA, you got to have to square straight up because of because if you turn to that angle, like if you look at a boxer, their front leg is always pointing to like out, to, yeah. out yeah, to the side. Well, that's be, that's the way boxers do. It, it gets their shoulder, it gets them behind their shoulder, protects everything. Now in MMA, you can't do that. You got to go straight up for two reasons. One, if you have that <clears throat> leg to the side like a boxer, you're gonna get leg to kick the shit out of it, or you're gonna be acceptable to a takedown, a snatch single. Because what happens, you would have to do, you'd have to turn your leg when a guy shoots, you'd have to turn your leg back towards them and then do a sprawl, or you'd have to like you'd have to hip at a, at a weird angle. You'd almost be giving up the like a back take, almost like sure. a, like a, when a wrestler does a drag in wrestling you want to get that angle um so that's another angle so that he's going to be you know mcgregor's punch still landed on a guy who's wide open instead of turned to a side um but like when people say like conor mcgregor is the hardest puncher like you think conor mcgregor hits harder than canelo alvarez right exactly like, oh man what? <laughs> yeah, go, tell, go tell amir khan that 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 conor mcgregor hits harder than canelo alvarez you know like this that's just absurd and this and this the sad thing is there is like boxing fans and, and respected people i know that are saying this not just like you skip bayless that you know who's yeah I, he is I, what he is but i know that that it, it kind of goes back to when people were saying oh when ronda rousey knocked out betch Coya and, and people were saying that she could stand with holly Holm. like you know it's like that overreaction right yeah um I, I honestly, people talk about knockout. I honestly think there's a better chance of, of Floyd Mayweather knocking Conor McGregor out in the first round than there is of Conor McGregor getting a knockout on Floyd Mayweather. Since you I mentioned agree. mentioned rounds, that's uh, that's another thing. This is 12 rounds. 12 three-minute rounds, 36 minutes. This is this is more than I mean, this is stop and go more than Conor's ever done. Conor's done five. Yeah. But the, granted, they're longer rounds, but we're talking about stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. There's rounds are shorter, but when you're when you're just getting into it, just getting warmed up, then you have to stop. Then just getting into it, getting warmed up, then you have to stop. That so, kind of stop and go for 36 minutes, oh, another whole new avenue Connor's never I done. Like how you, 
I like how you said stop and go because what's Floyd's style? Like, how does he stifle you? His fights, his round, even the rounds are very stop and go. Exactly. If he doesn't, if he doesn't land, um, if he doesn't land like as his counter, what he'll do is he'll smother your hands. Um, so Connor obviously has seen like grappling. He knows like, but the holds are different in in boxing. It's different. It's bicep control versus just wrist control. Yeah. Versus you know going for underhooks and stuff like that. It's different. It's so different. And Floyd does these things really well. Where you, you know he, he'll smother you and he'll get these little rabbit punches in like to your to your hips or whatever. And then he'll break off with his forearm. Like he'll play he'll play dirty. Like don't sure. I'm wrong. Like he is, he'll play. But like it's a very stop and go action. Yeah. And then it t- it takes you out of your game. And now you have to readjust. Like fuck. Okay, I just had my I just had my distance. Now I got to remeasure. Exactly. Now I got to reformulate. So. The whole fight stop and go, but all the rounds are stop and go. Like, that's Floyd's. Yeah. That's how Floyd fights. That's how a lot of these vetted fighters, him, Andre Ward, Bernard Hopkins, like guys that have been in the game for a long time. That's how they fight, man, because it throws you off your rhythm. It's an aspect that I didn't find anyone else covering that has been on my mind the whole time is is that's the kind of method it's going to have to be for over twice as many rounds as Connor's ever fought before in his entire life. 12 yeah. rounds as opposed to five in a completely different style. Yeah. That, I mean, the, 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 the time, though, is still somewhat similar. Similar. If I miss the 36. Yeah. But it, there is a difference to it. It is like different. It, there is be changing up. Is there? It'd be like it'd be like a track star who runs 200 meters compared to uh, 150 mm-hmm. meters. And I, and I, I never right. did try. But when I, when I heard when I was every time I thought about this, two things always kept jumping in my head. The first one is like, why is this? Why is the hype still on this? When that video of of uh, Conor McGregor sparring a professional boxer, I think he was a retired professional boxer or something like that, uh, Van who in the Van Chris Chris Van Chris Van Heerden, Heerden, yeah, I, I don't know who the guy is, but and the guy was just just toying just toying with Conor, and you're gonna go against someone even better than that guy, and you're gonna you're gonna win, and and then on the and and I know that it's sparring, I know it's like you can't overreact to a sparring video. But I'm overreacting to a sparring video. <laughs> and, 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 and then the second thing I just kept thinking of is, is it's two different sports. And everyone says that, but they kind of say, well, it's combat sports. You know, McGregor does punching, this and that. I just thought of when Marcelo Garcia came to mixed martial arts. Marcelo Garcia, if you don't know who he is, he is arguably, in many people's mind, the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu guy ever. Ever. <clears throat> ever. He, I mean, he won. He won Abu Dhabi, I think, four or five times. Yeah. Four million times. He, he yeah. won the absolute division when he weighs about 175 pounds, and he was tapping out like guys, you know, legit guys having 50, 60 pounds on him. I um, mean, he's he's arguably the guy, and he came to mixed martial arts and got starched by a nobody because it's two different sports. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, I mean, we saw what happened when, when James Tony came to MMA. Like, oh, God, what a, Couture, what a failure. Couture had the perfect idea. He had the perfect thing. He was like, oh, I'll shoot a low single. He's not going to be able to throw the punch. It was, it, was the be- it was the best strategy ever. And it's like the same thing. Like, Mayweather, he's going to have a strategy. He's just, I just, come on, guys. He's he's boxed so many times. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, he hasn't, there's not a whole bunch that he hasn't seen in his 30 years. It's, 32 years when he's 40, so he's been boxing yeah, since he was like he eight said, or yeah. six. Like, he geez. said he was 10. 10. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and it's just like he's seen literally name a style. He's seen the style. Name a punch. He's seen the punch. Name an angle. He's seen the angle. Like he knows. Like all he has to do is go. 
like this is what this is what he does, and it it reminds me of like uh, Vasily Lomachenko that you just saw him sparring with T.J. Dillashaw for his last yeah. fight. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if you guys know about that. Uh, yeah, yeah I saw. Obviously yeah. does, but it so Vasily came out and he was like for the first round and a half, I was a little you know a little thrown off, and then after that like I I got it. And then even T.J. Dillashaw came out and said the same thing. Like, he's like, for the rest of the round and a half, I kind of felt really good. And then he just, he knew exactly what I was doing. Like, and he's got, I think, an even awkward more style than Conor McGregor. So what happens is these people don't take into account is these fighters, all they do is they go into their mind, and then they start piecing together all the things that you're doing. And then like, okay, that's all, that's all I need to do. He's this kind of fighter. Okay, so I've seen this person do this, and I did that to do that, and I've seen this person do this move. It just they put it together. They put it together like this fast-acting calculator, and then they 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 get there. You know, they give you the answer. They show you what's up, and that's exactly like what Floyd does, man. And and that's why he he's not undefeated, and he treats his body really well. He stays focused. He's not out here doing cocaine and fucking hookers like I've heard Connor's been doing in Ireland, and I have good sources. Which is no wrong, nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that, especially I, I'm, when you got a fiance with a baby on the way. Ain't nothing wrong with <laughs> no, that. No, it's all good. You know, we don't we don't play hate here, brother. No, I'm, I'm okay with that. I work for John Jones. I'd do it if I could. <laughs> Listen, man, and and nothing like I'm not pl- hating the player, but I'm I'm hating the fact that it, while he's been doing that, Floyd's been just not doing that. Like Floyd might be fucking like every single girl out there, but he like as far as I've known, and I know some of the people that have gone out there. In his camps, like they're like he doesn't do any drugs, he doesn't drink alcohol, like he he eats bad food, but like he burns it off, like that's yeah. the worst thing he does. So you're talking to a well-oiled machine. He's not your he. It, what do you do? Not your not your not your podcast podcast. What is it called? Not, not a podcast, podcast podcast. Yeah. He's not your forty forty. You he's not a saying? forty like, forty. <laughs> <laughs> he's not he's not your average forty year old man. It's yeah. Like anything like his body's probably still between thirty four thirty seven. Yeah, you know, like he's still in tip-top shape, man. And he's smart as fuck. Well, there's one more thing I want to touch on for uh, before we go, you guys, and that is the fact that how in the hell was a zero and zero fighter given a license wow. to fight a forty-nine and zero wow. professional athlete in this sport? Money, money, how? Money, money. Is, yeah. There's nothing else that could explain this, right? I mean, come that on. Is direct, that is a direct embarrassment. I mean, what an embarrassment the, the, the Nevada State Athletic Commission and every other commission, because there isn't other commissions going out speaking bad about this. The reason why a commission is in, is set in place is for these reasons, to make things fair, to make things everything's legit on the up and up. How can you possibly take out the names? Imagine if we just saw a card, and usually this would happen in Russia or China or some other country, Japan. We would be like, what the hell? Why are we letting... You know, a 49-year-old. Imagine if Conor McGregor gets seriously hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Which is you know, extremely possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and, you know, what it comes down to, it comes down to money. And, and everyone keeps saying, like, oh, it's good for both sports. Like, no, it's not. I think it's bad for both sports. I think it's bad for boxing. I think it's bad. I think it's bad for me. Let me t- I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, let's start with boxing. Let's let's go through the scenarios. If if Mayweather smokes Connor, you're gonna have people who paid. They're saying that this pay per view might be 125 bucks. You know, um, you're gonna have people say, wait a minute, I paid 120 bucks to see this guy just toy with a guy for 12 <laughs> rounds, or right. start your guy and 
two rounds, like, oh, boxing got me again, you know, or what happens if it's boring, if it's Mayweather moving and dancing, kind of like Pacquiao fight, mm -hmm. I know Blake will say that isn't boring, but, but to the general public, that is considered boring, and they'll go, man, I got I got excited for another big boxing match, and it disappointed me I got duped again, again yeah. I, yep. I you know, I, I got, I, you know, I got tricked twice, I'm not going to order any more pay-per-views, what happens, now, I don't even know why I'm even bothered saying this, but what happens if Conor actually wins? Could you imagine the entire sport of boxing would be over because your biggest star just got beat by a guy who's 0 and 0. So people would start looking at boxing like it's a second-class sport, like oh my god, like your best guy just got smoked in his own sport. Um, but then there's other things that people are not talking about. This news breaks yesterday on Wednesday. Kovalov and Ward is Saturday. That is one of the biggest. <laughs> right? That's one of the biggest yeah. of the year. It is. And it is. Man. Talking about it, the mm -hmm. fight is two days from now. Well, they were this. and the thing was they were starting to like they were starting like ooh it's fight yeah. week ooh we remember the last fight ooh it's so close and then all of a sudden this breaks and everybody's like Kovalev Ward like who's that who, who's who's Ward who's that yeah the, I don't know them people do you remember the pay per view they were really disappointed in the numbers even though this was the first fight the numbers were really low and they were disappointed yeah. but then they had that hope okay we'll do a rematch the first fight was fantastic. You know, it was conscious, but people, you know, 50, you get 100 people, 50 people. They were say, trying to build off the hype. People the say Kovalev yeah. Ward. So, like, there was some momentum. Like, okay, we expect a second one because of how great the first one was. You know, we haven't really had a huge one in a while. Maybe this will get it going. But then another even bigger one that is Triple G and Canelo is a month after this. How many people are going to fork up 125 bucks and then a month, or not even, like, less than a month later, fork up another 60 bucks for a boxing pay-per-view? Probably not gonna happen, or even worse, if it's boring, they're not gonna they're not gonna join for Triple e, Triple G and Canelo. And you got all you got these two big boxing stars in their prime that should be getting promoted. Yeah, everyone's gonna be talking about a 40 year old boxer. And then and then why I think it's bad for MMA, and, and I'll let you guys jump in if you want. But um, one, as many people we say, oh, it's it's a boxer versus MMA fighter. To the casuals, it's, that's not how it is. How many casuals would be like, oh, Connor got smoked. How good could UFC be? Look, he got smoked. Instead of saying, well, it's completely different. Like, it's it's LeBron James playing golf, you know? Like, yeah, they're both athletic, but it's different sports. Best it, it, but, but there's best-case scenarios for all of this, man. Like, best-case scenario for Connor is he loses by a decision. And he goes all 12 rounds. Like, it makes – it's there's still – like, they can still spin it as, hey, man, he went 12 rounds with fucking Floyd if, Mayweather. If he's competitive, though, if it's competitive, even if, if it, even if it's not, even it's if not it's competitive. Not. I don't know if it's gonna. Even be. if it's even if it, if he if he doesn't get knocked out, uh, doesn't get hurt, he just, get, you know, gets toyed around. We all knew that that was gonna happen, and they spin it as, this guy went 12 rounds with arguably our generation's goat, mm -hmm. um, and you know he's doing he's gonna go back to a sport and he's gonna be fine, and the the bad connotation for that would be, Floyd has a 50th. You know, his 50 and 0, but it's got an asterisk. It's like, well, yeah. you're 50 and 0, but. But. Yeah. But he's 49 and 0, and people are still saying, but. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I think he's okay with that. Yeah, I think most people are going to put the asterisk on there no matter what. But if if Connor, 
if imagine if Connor wins. So everyone says, oh, if Connor wins, that's great for the UFC. Is it really? Because is he going to come back? He just gets a hundred million payday. He's going to come back. Oh, he ain't or going is, back. Yeah. Or, or is he going to want to fight Mayweather again for another hundred pay? Or maybe right. he's going to want to. Or knowing Connor, maybe he wants next. He wins, and I want Canelo Triple G. Right. You know I mean? Like that's what Connor would do. You know, he shit. Connor might call out De La Hoya, get his ass out of retirement. Who knows? Like, <laughs> right. You know I mean? That's the and same then, thing. That's the, you're saying. You're right. It's the same thing that I brought up on the show last week. I said, look, man, Connor loves money, and I and I, the way it looks to me is Connor goes through money pretty quick. He's not exactly the kind of guy that plays. <laughs> for long-term future he likes fast cars expensive cars expensive vacations he likes to rent out mansions when he goes to trade i mean he just the dude goes through money if yeah. he goes and he buy and he gets 100 125 150 million dollars whatever the hell he gets put the number on it from this fight you think he's going to go back in a week or excuse me three months or so whatever and defend that belt for three million I, you know, I don't know, three million guaranteed, ten million off the pay per view. You know, if he's going to yeah. go back and fight for fifteen when he just made one hundred and fifty, come on, I, guys. I, I totally agree. And then, what about the other fighters? What about the other stars? What about John Jones? John Jones, like, hey man, he's getting paid a hundred million times. Time to pay me. Hey, you I want that. You ever see a super whatever? Or what about the strikers who go? They start guys in different weight classes. Mark yep. Holloway doesn't doesn't want to fight Frank anymore. He wants to fight McGregor because if he yep. can beat McGregor, now he can promote himself. Now I want to box him. Hundred million dollar guy who wants to take me? Hey, Amir Khan, let's have it. Let's do it. Or, or Triple G, let's do it. You know. And then and then there's other things at MMA. I mean, one people think about Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey was this huge mega star. She lost. The casual fans jumped off the wagon. Yep. They gave her like a little bit of redemption. There was few people left. Boom, they, she lost that was it. off again. Imagine if Connor comes back and then loses. He faces uh, uh, Diaz or Ferguson or, or whoever. You know, yeah. And he loses. And now he has two losses in a row. I know one's in boxing, but he's still two losses. Or 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 even if you go back to Diaz, three out of his last four fights or three out, three out of the last five fights are losses. You know, these are these are bad things. And then think about this. UFC 215 is one week before this. People are not going to order UFC 215 and the McGregor pay-per-view. No, and so, well, Dana, 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 Dana said, Dana said, Dana said they might not be doing it on that day, man. He's like, uh, I don't know. He, 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 he was, he was, no, he was doing some UFC, um, like, uh, like a live thing yesterday. I was, I was all over this. Yeah, I watched he it. Was like, they, yeah, he, they had mentioned something. They're like, what about Tyron fighting in Seattle at 2:15? He's like, we don't even have a date lock. We, we thought we were gonna do it in Seattle. It might be somewhere else. We don't want to. We're not going to have anything around that time, yeah, you know, but that's, that's going to interfere with this. You just already lost the pay-per-view. Off of this. There's a lot of things, too. But you're making it up with this, man. Like, is it okay to lose a pay-per-view I, when you're going to be making No, I understand. That's my billion like, dollars? Yeah, that's my weakest argument of, of all the points I just made. <laughs> but, but the point is, is it worth losing your biggest star? And I, I think you— So I, mean, I think there's something written in the contract— that has to bring it has to bring him back if he loses well win or lose like you have to write something yeah okay we're gonna we're gonna bless you with this one off we're gonna just write write, tax write this off over here but because we did this you owe us motherfucker you need to come back dana did say in one of those live things that he is definitely defending that that 55 title this year i guarantee they yeah he says a lot of things but exactly that's why it's like I guarantee, though, if they were smart, and they, you know they are, that they would write something in the contract that says, you just, even if you just come back one time, yep. you come back, you come back once, you, even if it's just once. I, I, I promise, if they were smart, they'd do it. How smart are they? Mm. I, I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. <don't> <laughs> we'll see. And 
what about the UFC side of this? Like, I feel like they should, they could be get, should be getting so much more than. I mean, we haven't got all the details revealed yet, but from what I've seen, like, if I'm the UFC, I would have had so many more demands in there, and I wouldn't have budged because you gotta remember they're giving up their star to make the big fight. Mm -hmm. So Showtime, you're getting our star. You didn't build this guy. You didn't promote him over the years. We did. So we're, all the back work we've done, we're giving to you to set up a huge mega. Some people saying the biggest fight ever. If I was a UFC, first thing, and I know they have announced announcers, I want Joe Rogan in the booth. That's automatic. Not gonna That's, happen. I, I think it's gonna. That one I actually think is gonna happen. Um, Maybe. Huh? I would. I would have had. I would have had a. Uh, at US, some UFC fights on the other card. I know they're in a ring, and they're not gonna give up space, but putting on. Right. Card, but I. But I would have had like that contender series. Some guys you want to promote, like like uh, like an undercard where they're like they're fighting in the ring. There's still fights in rings, uh, MMA fights. I would have had something like that. I would have had. I would have Bruce Buffer has to announce Conor McGregor. I think I think he is. Okay. He is. Fight, <clears throat> there's all kinds things. I would have demanded that the press conference and the post press conference has to air on Fight Pass. And, well, so so and, if if you know boxing, which I which I do, they're going to do a lot of press conferences. They don't just do one big one. They usually do like a, a city tour. A tour. They do like five, five or eight cities, especially with Floyd. If I'm the UFC, though, I'm demanding, and I would make every media member who goes to it, I would I would demand that there's no videos. If you bring a video, you lose your press pass, and nobody's going to take that chance. That If you're going to get a press pass, you're not going to take a chance and, and show up with videos. And I but would that's, have that's, – that's so, But see, there's the flip side because it's UFC and Showtime, man. Like – Showtime, when they do the press conference, I remember watching them Facebook Live. You know what I mean? Like, so but you're missing, you're missing, you're missing the point. You, you would get people are gonna want this. This press conference might be more popular than actual fights. Hearing <laughs> these two guys talk. No, seriously, I honestly am probably more excited to hear these two guys talk. The adventure is gonna be a lot better than yeah. If yeah, than the conclusion. That this, uh. you demanded this would be on Fight Pass. Yeah, of course, some people got to find streaming ways, different things. Of course, but they your, always do. Your numbers, your numbers of Fight Pass would go through the roof. People are going to find streaming ways to watch yeah, the fight. For that I mean, one month. You know. yeah, but again, it's UFC and Showtime. Like they're gonna, they maybe they approach Showtime with this, and Showtime's like, well, that benefits you, but yeah. like, yeah, but you're, you're not making a cut off of yeah. UFC Fight Pass. No, but you, that's the point. No, that's the point. Yeah, that's benefiting our side. Your benefit, you're getting our superstar. You're that's, getting not, the that's not big enough. You're that's not big enough. Like that's it that's, is though. It is. It's though. not though because you're wrong because that's not what's happening. Like <laughs> I know that's know? not what's happening. I know that's not what's happening. That's because UFC didn't negotiate right. They didn't negotiate. They, if they would have had you, they would have been better. Keith, come no, on no, now. No, I'm not a negotiator. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. The thing I is, had is... A lot of demands that they had, I would have got a lot. I haven't seen anything really benefit on the on the UFC side yet. We'll see. We'll see. This yeah, I don't know what the back end is going to be. Like too early to tell what the pieces that they're going to get. But I think I think a lot of it at the end was the UFC was just like, dude, we just got to get this fucking done and over with. We're we're tired of dealing with this. Let's just let's just make the deal. Even if we make just a you know a little bit off of it. We make something off of it. Uh, let's get it done and over with so we can continue on with our business and stop this nonsense. And they'll start making contracts, writing it in so guys can't do this anymore and this doesn't come up again. And um, I think they're going to take care of themselves better in the future to avoid this possibility. But I think they just want this thing done and over with. I think they're to I that point. To. I think they're to that point I, now. I can't wait to hear what Al Iaquinta has to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to be very happy. Do you guys do you guys think this is gonna top every pay per view? Yes. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Biggest it's one ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is Charlie Sheen. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna. Can you stop that? You stop that nonsense right Listen, there. Pacquiao, 
Pacquiao did 4.6 million. This is going to sell more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think I'll, it will. I'll make my prediction. I'll make my prediction. I mean, remember, Pacquiao, the, the, the advantage of, of Pacquiao and Mayweather is they pretty much had four years of promoting it. Yeah. Even though, you know what I mean? And then. They, even and though people are talking shit like they do now. Like, I'm not going to buy it. And everybody bought it. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, I keep hearing people saying it's the biggest combat. It might be the biggest combat sports event by pay-per-view, but, like, I mean, you hear about Joe Lewis and Max Schmeling in, in World War II when they had, like, the American versus the German, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a big event. But, like, they didn't have Facebook Live and key but, camera crews. and. Yeah, but they know? had they had, but they had but a, a radio with one channel. So that was it. Like, you put on the radio. Like, it was, it's 5 o'clock at night or 6 o'clock at night. You had no, you know, you put on the put on the radio and that's it. That's all you had, <laughs> you know. And, and uh you know, another one is Ali Frazier, all that. I mean, I mean, I'm not a boxing historian by no means, so I could be way off. But, yeah. Uh, this yeah, this will sell more. Are. This will sell more pay per views <laughs> than, than anything that's ever sold before. This yeah, is, is the bottom line. That's yeah. trackable. That'll yeah. Anything that sold pay per view, this is gonna sell. This is gonna outsell uh, any pay per view I've ever seen. That 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 we've ever seen. I don't know if it's gonna though. I really don't. Four point six million is a lot. That's a big right, number. The highest. They'll do five. They'll do the highest Mayweather. I mean, highest McGregor's only done is 1.6 million that's no. three million that's still almost two that's still almost two million you know yep. like you there's gonna be so many more people that are gonna buy this that are like casuals and stuff like that. oh yeah they probably would never buy pay-per-view just like again like they came out for floyd and, and and pacquiao and and i think they're gonna they're gonna come out in droves for this one too man more bars more restaurants like yeah. everybody's gonna want a piece of this man we have a, a movie theater here that I think is going to play. They're, the movie theater here is movie theater, yeah. yeah, they're yeah. playing the uh, the Bellator pay per view Bellator, yeah. um, uh, locally here in the theater, and I think that uh, we have uh, my friend Everett. That's part of the, that worked in the show. Is he's got family that works it there, and I think they're they're working on getting the this fight to play on that as well on their IMAX or something or other. They've done so, that with UFCs in the past. Yeah, yeah. They did here, but it wasn't very successful, so they, they stopped it. I mean, we're talking five years ago, whatever. Yeah. So uh, the this Bellator is their, their first one back into streaming this stuff live. So. I know. I d highly doubt McGregor, obviously, but I'll say this. If McGregor somehow wins, especially if he starches him with, like, an, I mean, now, I am with Blake. I don't think it, it's going to no. happen. No. But if he does... He will be a bigger star than Muhammad Ali was. Yes. Sure. Like, Absolutely. Honestly, he wins this fight. You stop putting him in that Michael Jordan, Tom Brady class. Yeah. Of star. He starts walking through walls and shit. Right. You know, like... <laughs> Tiger Woods <laughs> I mean, level. Seriously. He'll, he, yeah, he'll be like a Beatle. He'll be like the Beatles uh, or something. He, he's all Imagine the Beatles. Imagine going to Ireland. Holy moly. They, they were playing St. Patrick's Day with Conor McGregor's Day. St. Connor's Day, yeah. Yeah. Freaking uh, <laughs> on the March 17th in Conor McGregor's name. Who knows, man? He just who Floyd could accidentally trip and land on Connor's fist. I mean, you don't know. There's, there's this. If you're just working in whole numbers, it's ninety-nine to one. You know, not we're not talking about fractions, just whole yeah, numbers. Yeah. It's ninety-nine to one. This is how it's. This is how it's going to play out because it can't go any lower. Yep. Well, that exactly, one, man. that one better be one billion dollars at UFC. Oh man, Floyd, Floyd <laughs> to take a fall, maybe. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get you guys out of here, man. Any final thoughts about this stuff from you guys? No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going everywhere to talk about this. So, you know, if y'all are doing it again, definitely have me on or just follow. Everybody else can follow my thoughts. Loudmouth Boxing, 
and I'll probably just be talking with fighters, and they'll probably bring it up on Loaded Joe's MMA podcast, man. But uh, thank you so much for, for having me on, man. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I uh, like I said earlier before we got on air, I feel like a Jehovah Witness on Christmas. Everyone's excited to open up their presents. And I'm, <laughs> I, I want to see McGregor versus uh, Ferguson, uh, Khabib, yeah. St. Pierre, Diaz again. I want to see – I want I'm happy he came out of retirement. I want to see him fight Triple G. I want to see him fight Canelo, someone like that. That's what I want. So – Keith, you're, you and I are in the same boat because I'm I'm almost completely indifferent to this fight. I don't care if it happens. I'm going to watch it, of course, because it's a huge spectacle, and I have to report on it and so on and so forth, but I really don't give a shit. I really don't. This is not exactly like it's something that's going to be an awesome fight. It's going to be a shit show, and it's more spectacle than, than fight. And Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I'm the Jehovah Witness with numbers, you. Yeah, you know. it'll be good for all our site numbers. Oh yeah, man, the fan of me is not excited, but the media member of me is very excited. We're gonna do good numbers. <laughs> so, well, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna track this and follow this, and I'm gonna link all you guys into this stuff. But I say in uh, in a month from now, uh, us three, we get back together and we do this thing again, and we talk about how it's evolved and where it's been uh, in July, and see where we're going. You know, leading up into August in the fight. I'm super ready, man. All right, boys. All right, guys, take care. All right, guys, thanks a lot for coming on tonight. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, that was Blake and Keith, two awesome guys, two great podcasters, and, and two uh, very, very intelligent people when it comes to the fight game, MMA and boxing. I can't talk to them enough. I really can't. I could have them on every show. It's it's so much fun. And we talk a lot during the week, these guys uh, and myself. And um, Check out Keith's website, MMATakeover.com. They have a ton of news all the time. Uh, I share, as you know, I share them a lot on our uh, Facebook page and on our Twitter page for news. Um, and then, of course, uh, Blake Money, Blake Weather. Uh, his loaded Joe's MMA podcast. They have uh, the latest interview with with Platinum Mike Perry's done like forty thousand views and great great numbers. And it's an amazing uh, amazing podcast, an amazing show. Uh, we had just a great great time and tonight, and I can't thank them enough. So, so I know that you know Ryan is out out tonight uh, doing the. Father's Day thing, and he's going to have family with his, dinner with his family and stuff, so he could make it tonight. Jeff, just under the weather, burnt out, brother needed a day off, and you know what? I respect the hell out of that, because I know what it's like. But Ryan, Jeff, your boy loves you. I miss you tonight, but I hope uh, I hope you appreciate the fact that I threw it down for us all, and I had you back. So, this is Dave from the Average Jealous MMA Show. Kyle, Blake, Keith, thank you guys so very much for coming on and making the show what it was tonight. Dave out.